0: Welcome to Trial by Wine. We take a closer look at crimes that highlight how fascinating humans can be. Schmidty, Swanee and Clarkie visit crimes and run them through their jury of three, debating both sides of the case to agree an appropriate, if totally fictitious, sentence. Please be advised, Trial by Wine may include explicit or disturbing content and will include drunken rambling. Listener discretion is advised. All right. All how right. are All right.
1: Very well, thank you.
2: Yes, very well, very good to well. See you
0: again.
2: Likewise. Good,
0: good. How is your week? I shall go first because I've had a big week. Whoa, okay.
2: Whoa, detail. Well, not, well,
0: yeah, it has been
1: a big week. My little children finished primary school, so now I'm not, you know, a mother of little people anymore. They're all they're all big, you know, flying the nest before I know it, so we did that, so we're now on school holidays and we've had a couple of social functions. That's so been a busy, busy week, as often people find at this time of the year.
0: How's your week been? And you, Clarkie? Yeah, how's yours?
2: Uh, how's my week been? Oh, I think it's been okay. Not really lots to report. Just a bit of work and a bit of not much else, I think. We did go and see John Williamson last night, who most of our listeners probably know because they're from Australia, but for anyone who doesn't, he's a a bit of a folky type, sings lots of songs about the bush and the outback and whatnot. Really, really good. We loved it. Yes. There you
0: go. How about yours? Yeah, good. Uh, So mostly work. I went out on Friday night for a colleague's leaving due, and that was lovely because we had all the Old team who used to work in the team, so it was really nice. And then I'm up at Ilden at the moment because my brother. I'm helping my brother replace the roof on his hole on his home, which is a holiday house. And uh, last week when I was up here, I put out those eco fly traps and wasp traps, and I came back and yesterday and discovered that I'm a mass murderer. Oh,
3: <gasps>
0: oh they were absolutely Brilliant. full. Did you get least, the wasps as well is, or just the was flies? Like, yeah.
1: Oh, that yeah. sounds very no, rewarding. No, was... That sounds very... It <laughs> yeah. sounds like those <laughs> Oh. You know, I just saw it the other day. I hadn't seen them in a while. The patches that you put underneath your feet, they're called Japanese and they're supposed to draw all the toxins out.
3: When they suck oh, it's like the, yeah. the thing where
1: you peel the blackheads off your nose. I think I'd get the same reaction if I went yep. back and checked out my eco pads.
0: <laughs> oh, these oh. things, it was like the killing fields. I've never seen anything <laughs> like it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that was a bit yeah. gross. But I also, I, I will admit, deep down I thought, good, that's a few thousand Oops. less flies to bother me. You're doing me. your
2: bit. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. And, and whilst you say it's like mass murder and maybe it makes you feel a little bit bad, if you then go and get... Those dead flies, which come in, you know, like cups full kind of thing, and feed them to the chickens, the chickens will love you. Ah,
0: yeah, I need to get some chickens. Yeah, 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 I need to get some chickens so I can Mm, feed them the millions of dead flies. Yeah, so that was me, really. And what are we drinking?
2: Well, I'm glad you asked. So, uh, this is the first time that I haven't kicked off an episode of this with a wine. Um, I've made a little cocktail for us today.
1: It's not um, a rosé spritzer in a can, per
2: chance. It's, it's, it's definitely not a rosé spritzer in a can. It's, um, it's modelled on a, a, a cocktail called, uh, well, a drink called a Jamaican peanut punch. Um, and you can, you can choose or not choose to put white rum in it. Well, I've put a few other things in it. So I'm calling it a Clarkie's Nut Punch.
1: Uh, Of course you are. You got there before I did. That is brilliant.
2: Clarkie's (laughs) Nut Punch. Yes. So
0: what's in a Clarkie's Nut Punch? There we go.
2: That's what we're having. Uh, It has almond milk and oats and spiced (laughs) rum and what else? Maple syrup, cinnamon, nutmeg. Just those kinds it's of things. It's quite delicious. It is quite. Nice. I'm quite it's like, confused. It's um, an alcoholic. I was going to say it's a smoothie. Yeah, it's, like it's an alcoholic it's, smoothie. It's 100%, yeah. yeah, and it's actually reasonably healthy. Um, so, yeah, delicious.
1: Mm. Give you a good kick in the nuts <laughs> or punch in the nuts. Mm. <laughs> and what about you, Swanny?
2: <laughs> Sorry, I nearly had my drink go everywhere then.
1: <laughs> a very highbrow Diet Coke and vodka. Perfect. I've been very, very nasally at the moment with that. I'm having like a bit of a hay fever season where even if I don't drink, I wake up and I sound horrendous. Right. So I'm just having a little I light feel- one because I'm really, really struggling to to breathe yeah. <laughs> actually.
2: Yeah. I feel like yes. you're having a nasally life.
1: Oh, yeah. You, I've actually,
2: um, I've got yeah. a friend
1: of ours who wants to sort of sort me out. And um, I think I might finally be ready because it's been really quite bad the last couple of weeks and... <laughs> like my husband's threatening to film, not film me, record me sleeping. And I said to him, you don't even need to. I know how much noise I must be making. Because <laughs> I know what it's like when I wake up. <laughs> I must I've be I've seen Star
2: Wars. I know how Darth Vader breathes. <laughs>
1: That's me, especially after a couple of wines. Oh, my God. Yeah. I'm just... <laughs> everybody everybody who knows me knows how nasally I am it's my my weak point mm. but anyway this will get me through this afternoon
0: what are you drinking Schmidty darling I am drinking a uh gin and tonic made with my own damson gin uh that I made well I don't know this one's the last batch so this would be I think this came out I bottled it in November so I take the plums from my damson tree and I put, the, put them in um, gin, basically. I don't make the actual gin, uh, for about three months. And then you get this lovely, it's like <laughs> slow gin, basically. I create my own slow gin. Oh. And it's nice and warm where I am, so that's That sounds refreshing. very nice. It sounds like it's okay. the total... The complete
1: opposite of what you drank last week. Yes. Where you were going for something entirely synthetic. Now, oh. yes.
0: how did you feel after those? Were they fine? Uh, were you fine? Uh, well, I only had the two. Uh, I only had the two and then I stopped. Times. Um Yeah. And to be honest, I felt okay, but yeah. I did have r- quite, uh, even half, I think it was halfway through recording, I put myself on mute and uh, had to have a couple <laughs> of chewy quickies because of the... Um, Indigestion I was getting from them, so they were just basically burning me from the inside out. God, um, so yeah, they, they, we. <laughs> I, I decided they would be <laughs> put in the fridge and served to guests at various parties, and never to be touched by me again. Um, but that's okay. You got to try it once, don't oh, you, guys? Nice. You got to just be in it to win it.
2: So you won't get the gig as their brand ambassador. Absolutely,
0: or oh, I doubt it. I couldn't even pronounce their brand, let alone. Um, and then, and I think, I think my. You know, review of it being sweet and yet oddly tasteless with a bouquet of uh, methylated spirits might not be quite what they were going for. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, <laughs> uh, all right. So, would you like He's to hear a, a little story. story? Oh yes, please. I've got a story. Would Stewart. love
2: to. Yes. All right. Go Paul. for it, darling.
0: So, Paul. Here's an opportunity for you to earn another pop yes. culture point from Swanee. <gasps> Can you yes. name the early... Oh, I'm nervous. <laughs> Can you name the early 1980s TV show whose popular lead went on to be a teen wolf, meet his mother before he was born and in recent times <gasps> has been diagnosed with Parkinson's disease?
2: Um, that's, that's a lot that of that clues. Michael J Fox one, Family Correct. Ties. <gasps>
0: Yes.
2: No. Is that that? Yes, 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 yes. 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 I, was, I nearly oh said God, who's I the boss. Oh, God, I love bus? that show. <laughs> no, you did?
0: no, you've got it in one. We're Tony Danza. And you're right, Carla. I Colour. love that show, Schmidt. You're right, Carla. I did provide I loved it. quite a lot of clues <laughs> as to it being Michael J. Fox driven. Yep. Fox, yep, yep.
1: Oh, I love Michael J. Fox and I loved Alex P. Keaton so much, well, his character
0: I'm, in that show. I'm glad. I think I called my son Alex after him. Oh, there you go. Well, I'm glad because um, wow. I watched most of them. They were on after school when I was in primary school and um, yeah. I always really liked it. Uh, it was a bit schmaltzy. But when I was reading a bit more about it for the purposes of this intro, apparently, did yes. you know this, the writers covered storylines around alcohol, in, uh, sorry, alcoholism rather, incest and death. or well, death you get, but incest. I thought that was quite interesting. I don't recall the incest, no. No, no. I'm not sure I, I would have said that. I don't remember any well, of that. I'm going to get onto thin ice already very early on in this uh, <laughs> uh, episode, but the storyline something about Mallory. Life. Yeah, yeah. Something about Mallory, uh, Mallory. complaining that um, uncle someone or other made a pass at her. So well, not well, saying no. it's not incest, but it's oh. not my definition of incest. Anywho. Right. So to your point, Alex it, Keating. Let me guess. Keaton, sorry. Let me Alex, guess, P. Keaton. Was, his P. his Keaton.
2: pass wasn't successful because she gave him a good nut punch. Yes,
0: yeah, so I, didn't, I didn't actually watch the episode, but I reckon, yeah, yeah she nut <laughs> <with> that punch. <laughs> That's
2: too, what would sure. have happened, surely. Yeah,
0: yeah absolutely, <laughs> yeah. So, yes, uh, Alex, the Republican eldest boy who rejected his ex-hippie radical parents and their ways. Yep, I always felt right. sorry yeah. for poor old Mallory because, you know, she was always picked on by Alex and everyone thought she was dumb. But apparently, again, doing the reading, Justine Bateman, when she was playing Mallory in the very, very early shows, when they were delivering the lines where Alex was teasing her, apparently she played it as kind of acting like it was a compliment, like, thanks, Alex. And the writers and the producers loved it and thought it was hilarious So because she wasn't supposed to be stupid ever. The original character, so ah. yeah, so then because she, so basically the actress played it in such a way that so that she, she made Mallory stupid. Mm. She made <laughs> Mallory stupid. That's right. Yes,
3: <laughs> Mallory.
0: I even love that <laughs> That's name.
3: That's
0: oh. So families are pretty important to most of us, and of course we're tied together by common experiences, growing up together, good or bad. And if you're one of if you're one of my family, a sense of tribe that is super strong. There's another little facet that ties families together. And the cases I'm going to talk about in a minute highlight the importance of a little thing called DNA. So, Ooh. Clarkie and Swanny, little science question here. How many genes does a person
2: have? Oh, God, 30 I'll help you. I'll chromosomes? help you.
0: Well, three, I've got about three tw- pairs tw- that tw- I can fit into, <laughs> and some I going when to say I'm fat like and that. some when I'm skinny. But, yeah, oh, how many are right, ones. Paul? You're right, Paul. The other genes, the G-E-N-E-S ones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
3: 36
0: <laughs> chromosomes, how many G-E-N-E-S? 36 me. Shall oh, I tell right. you? Well, yeah.
2: Yeah, God, can you? you?
0: 20,000. Huh. Yeah, it's I was around surprised around. by no. that too. Give or take, yeah. could make put them in your wardrobe. Persons oh I
1: know what would you do with it? It doesn't 000? seem like a lot, it either seems like too little or too. like I thought you were going to say, you No, know, if anything's in the human body, it's either millions or gajillions or one or two, but all of a sudden it's like, Oh no, 20,000. I mean, <laughs> that seems rather random.
0: It's more than I, th- I counted imagine. them, yeah. I, don't, know. I really...
2: don't
0: know, Mr. <laughs> DNA, Mr. Gene. I don't know.
2: 11,994, oh, 11,995. No, Honey, can you change the
0: channel? Oh, oh no! One. Exactly. Two. One. Ah, ah, ah. Two. Ah, ah, ah.
1: I feel like there are probably people listening right now screaming. Screaming at, screaming stupid at us! We are. Yeah. Stupid we are! Yeah, That's and right. I, 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 <laughs> I apologize that, but I, 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 I'll take it on the chin too. I definitely yeah. am that stupid. I'm not a science. So anyway, just,
2: twenty thousand.
1: I, I'll leave the sciencey stuff now. Yeah, yeah.
2: Do you want to? Um, do you want to know the real irony of that? I actually have a science degree.
0: Science degree. <laughs> That's right. you <laughs> <do too>.
2: <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, I should know that. But like, who cares how many genes you've got unless you work in the field.
0: Yeah. And unless and they fit like, you. Not like the <laughs> rice field. Yeah, no, unless they fit you already, even when you unless got, they fit you. Yeah, unless you've got the gold ones that you know are never gonna fit you again, but you will not throw them out because you think, no, one day, whole, day I could I'm be thin whole enough whole to get back in. Of that. Yeah, same, same. I've got a whole wardrobe of that. Yeah. So as we know, we um them? all of those genes are then coded into your DNA and DNA is like a fingerprint, it's wholly individual. Since 1986, law enforcement has used DNA to positively identify perpetrators and in some instances exonerate people who've been wrongfully accused of a crime. But as we know, many people don't have their DNA on a database or file. I don't think I have. Um, I've not committed a crime. Uh, Not that I've been prosecuted for. Yeah, last week we found out otherwise. (laughs) (laughs) So arguably I could feel it would be hard to track me down if I were ever going to commit the perfect crime and be stupid enough to leave my DNA there, just saying. Anyway, do either of you have your DNA on file? I do because I did, um,
1: because I've adopted and I was interested in my sort of backstory, my ethnicity, I did Ancestry.com. Perfect. So I I am on a file. Yep. Whereas I do have people within my family who do not wish to be, you know, they're not interested in no, doing no, it. No, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, is that because you're criminals? I don't know. No. But, yeah, I respect people's right to <laughs> choose
0: one way or the other. Yep. yep. But I have, mine is on a system. Yep. Fair enough. Paul, Wu, have either of you done um, the Ancestry.com thing? No. So I had a nice little quote from Rafiki from The Lion King about people who go on Ancestry.com and like sites <laughs> like you, Carla, because they want to know who you are. I'm talking about genealogy sites where you can submit your DNA to understand more about your ancestry. I know they promote promote it, so we've covered that. But, by the way, they promote it on Ancestry.com in Australia about, you know, oh, I'm, a, I'm the daughter of a convict. Isn't that amazing? Or a bush ranger. No. I personally don't think I'd be that chuffed to discover that. No. The worst oh, mum's really? done our family tree. Well, mum mm. did our family tree and she came across a bigamist. I'm okay with that. That's all right. You know, record keeping. It was the 1800s. Could have been hard to get a divorce, Whatever. But no, <laughs> not, a, not a, you know, a proper criminal. Anyway.
2: Uh, well, you're did the you proper criminal of colour? the family.
0: <laughs> I am, yeah. Did you know, Carl? That's why you
2: don't want to care that you're related to a bushranger because you're way worse than a bushranger.
0: Yeah, yeah. They, they really need to step up and you're- do better. If yeah, you're going to me. That's right. Yeah, you'll right. never get caught like a fox. That'd be totally wasted
1: on me. I can't imagine bringing that up in a conversation with anyone to impress them at any point. Mm. Well, did you know I'm related to a bush ranger? Oh, fucking well done, Carla. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> <Good and. laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Over. I know. <gasps> Which one are you? I know. Oh, not Nick okay. some other sort of sub, sub-par, as one of
0: my kids would say, some sub-par bush ranger. Just someone yes, who got anyway. drunk and shot someone, you know, <laughs> oh, in a mining scenario. But, Carla, did you know that your DNA record can be used by law enforcement? Yes, I do. Oh, that's good. No, no, yeah, it is actually good because it's one of the questions about the ethics of these things. I
1: I do know that. I was aware of that and it was something that um when I was having those discussions, so... Someone in my family is very much against it because he thinks that it is used in ways that are sort of not particularly forthright. People aren't aware what they're doing when they're giving their DNA over. For me, it was like, well, I'm pretty sure I've done nothing wrong personally. Hmm. Uh, so I, but but then, what if I do something in the future? They've, you know, I'm on record.
0: Yeah, and look, hold on to that thought because that that'll come up um, when I talk okay. about the cases and sort of the stuff yeah. that I actually am interested in exploring is around that discussion around the ethics of the utilisation of this data. Yeah. All right. So just to do the the legalese, my sources today are the ABC News in Australia, ABC News USA, The Sun, UK, Daily Mirror, Wikipedia and kentonline.co.uk. And just so that you both know, I'm going to cover two cases. So one after the other and then come back to kind of the roundup on what happened with them. At this point, I'm just worried that there's no lad bible. I'm worried about this That's what
1: story I'm, is going to be too exactly. highbrow for me. What? Sorry. Yes.
2: What? <laughs> You're right. Where's the non credible sources? Now. That is.
1: Sorry. I'm, I'm <laughs> out. You can credible. you can do this by yourself.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. This sounds like hard work. It's <laughs> so really rubbish. <laughs> what
2: did
0: you say to me the other day, Paul? When you when you thought we were late and um and you were just early and you were like, stick your podcast. I don't care. Yeah. I haven't got. I've only got <laughs> credible sources. You can stick this. That's right.
2: Yeah, this. He is was a, joking. Is he ju- was joking. This is a waste of everyone's time. You know, no one's going to listen anyway. Now.
0: Oh Crowds, well, sources.
2: How, how embarrassing! <laughs> All right.
0: Okay. Well, will make some stuff up in between. It'll make you feel better. All okay. right. Okay. So I'm going to start with the can Golden do. State Killer. The Golden State Killer, also known as the original Night Stalker, not to be confused with the later Night Stalker being Richard Ramirez, the East Area Rapist, Diamond Knot Killer, One, and Vasiliy. Does it go Ransaker. like the
2: Night Stalker? Does it go the Night Stalker, the later Night Stalker, and then the, like the wee hours of the morning Night Stalker?
0: And yeah, it's a strange thing that this Night Stalker thing gets picked up all the time. But this one's called. So the worst part about this is they. they They have a. I called, by the way. I called Richard Ramirez the Later Night Stalker. He's just called the Night Stalker. This one's the original Night Stalker, the OG.
1: Oh, so he's like the sequel, as opposed to the later hours. It's not the shift he's doing. He's not his murder shift. Is like he only does two to four a.m.
0: He's just like
2: the The Night Stalker returns,
0: like the graveyard (laughs) shift Night Stalker. uh, You know, the the dawn Night Stalker. No, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Pre-dawn Night Stalker. Pre-dawn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, this case has been covered by a lot of people, a lot of podcasts, a lot of. Uh, but TV, not Lad Bible. Not Lad Bible. Maybe I didn't look at Lad Bible. I'm so sorry. All right, it's get so over shreddy. it. Ready. <laughs> Hang on. I'll... Anywho, yes, I'm sure Lad Bible has stories about the. Oh, uh, uh, I'd hope Golden so. State Killer. Uh, anyway, so um, a big one. There was a big book produced by a a really good book produced by a woman called Michelle McNamara who was a um, bit of an armchair detective or I think she called herself a citizen detective, i.e. not a professional law enforcement person. And she was obsessed with this case because she was absolutely convinced that it could be solved. Sadly, she passed away but her book was posthumously uh, published by her partner and now Carla, you'll probably know this one. Um, I'd be surprised if Paul does. Her partner was Patton Oswalt. No, I don't. The name I'm sounds out. familiar,
1: though. All
0: How right. Little so little. he's most most recently I've seen him in Only uh, Murders in the Building. Oh yes, I oh, no. Yes, yes, yeah, yes, yeah. Yeah, With, he... with um,
1: Selena Gomez. Yeah, 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 yeah. He plays a small dark man with a bit rotund, maybe.
0: No. Yeah, Tubby. He's not really dark. Yes. <laughs> he, he plays the. Oh. He plays the. <laughs> okay, Hollywood, brought, the the one who actually sponsors them, their first sponsor, who they then think is a murderer. I've not actually watched it. But oh yes, right, okay, it, yeah, he's, okay. I haven't seen it. Yeah. I've been highly. It's come highly recommended though. Oh, it's funny. Oh, I've watched it. It's quite funny. It's about podcasters. I'm sure, he would love to
2: hear both of you describing him. <laughs> oh,
0: think, rotund and tubby. I, I think
2: tubby. Yes.
0: No, he's, he's a little bit <laughs> tubby. I'm, I'm sure he's aware of it. He's not. He's just. Hmm.
2: Rotund
0: Perfectly fine as he is Uh, You know, I don't mind a bit of chub Anyway Jesus, As this case alone could be an episode or three I'm going to skim the details And uh, move along I've done my credits In 1974 a spate of home invasions Took place in Vasilia The perp would rifle through Underwear drawers, vandalise property But ignore cash in favour of stealing Cheap keepsakes Up to 120 homes were burgled but then in 1976 the robberies in Vasilia stopped and police in Sacramento were actually grappling with a space in Sacramento so further north of more home invasions and now sexual assaults. So the perpetrator had begun to escalate his attacks and initially he would target women or girls who were home alone. Sometimes Months before the attacks, the victims would receive phone calls with someone breathing heavily or notice that someone had been in their house moving items or taking things. The guy would stalk his victims, peep in their windows, check, in, check out their houses and plan his attacks. Is very well planned. After attacking and raping 15 women, he eventually started to attack couples, tying the husband up and putting a pile of dishes on his back so that he, if he moved, the sound would alert him. He'd take the woman to another room and rape her, sometimes repeatedly. Taking a break in between rapes, he'd sometimes move around the house, he'd eat food out of their fridge, he'd take a beer, he'd watch some TV and then he might return and rape the woman again. Um, And sometimes the victims, he would be gone wandering around and doing this for so long that they thought he'd left the house only for him to return. So they were absolutely terrified. So... And while he was raping these women, he'd often put the television on and put a towel over it so that he could use the sort of light, the low light, low level light, so he could see his victim as he raped her. So it was important to him to see the fear and experience the terror of these women.
2: Oh, so he put the TV on and a towel over the screen. Over it, so, so he, he wasn't looking at the properly, t- Yeah,
0: That's right, he was just using gotcha. the light to be able to... And <laughs> I he thought he was watching the TV the through
2: room. the towel and going, what, <laughs> that's not going to work. Oh, I get so lost in the detail.
0: But he, he usually took the woman into the lounge room where he'd rape her. And, you know, he'd get the woman to tie the man up. He, would, he usually had a gun or a knife on him and he would always threaten to kill the children in the family or kill them if uh, they don't comply. So things escalated again and the Golden State Killer started to kill his victims. Police have attributed 45 rapes now and 13 murders to him. However, in 1986, after the last quite brutal murder, the Golden State Killer seemed to just disappear total cold case he just seemed to stop and he'd been prolific from 74 to 81 and then he stopped for five years and then he killed again just the ones and then he disappeared
2: i was thinking 13 murders between 74 and 86 was quite a lot but if he had a five-year break in there as well
0: it's prolific yes in fact I'm not sure what the because I've done the skimmed version, I can't remember when he started killing. But he did the basically he did lots of home invasions, then he started the raping, and then he start then the, the murder. And he didn't kill
3: yeah, right. every
0: couple. So in some instances he um would he broke in and he raped the women, he tied the man up and he didn't kill them. In other instances he just killed them. So it was quite it's hard to work out what he was doing why why was he killing those people over others you know there's a theory that he stopped because there was a quite a physical confrontation with one of his last victims who was a very tall person and um the theory is that he got frightened that he couldn't (laughs) overpower or you know got a he got a got a fright basically uh but we don't know we don't know why he just stopped okay so on my second case now just a year after the golden state killer stopped his attacks Two women from Kent were murdered. They're not related, by the way. It's not the Golden State killer going over to England right. and starting to kill people. One oh, okay, so in the UK. Right. Okay, different yeah. different perpetrator. Wendy Nell's body was discovered in her bedsit in Guildford Road on june twenty third, nineteen eighty seven. Caroline Pierce, who was twenty years old, who lived in a bedsit in Grosvenor Park, was murdered five months later. The day before her murder, Wendy had left her job at Super Snaps on Camden Road at about 5pm. She worked in a photography shop. Remember those? Where you go get your film. You get your film processed.
2: Yeah. yeah.
0: I was like, wow, that was amazing technology back then. Yeah.
2: We had one of those in the Kmart that I worked at when I was uh, just my first job and there was some... uh, interesting photos that people put in to get um, developed. And, you know, there's little 15- and 16-year-olds who are doing the developing just going, what?
0: <laughs> is, is that what I think it is?
2: Yeah. yeah. He yes. put what, that where? What are those two doing? <laughs> anyway.
0: All right, so after she went, um, she left a job and then she went to the bank and she went home. Later that evening, she went to her boyfriend's house where she spent the evening with him and his mother watching television and uh, apparently they were watching a thing and on the news, Fred Astaire had just passed away. At about 11pm, he dropped her off at her her ground floor bedsit. He kissed her goodbye on the doorstep and he never saw her alive again. Sometime that night, Wendy was raped, beaten and strangled. She was left naked on her bed, covered by a duvet. The next morning... After Wendy didn't get to work and her boyfriend and her boyfriend hadn't heard from her, he went to her house, looked in her window and eventually climbed through the open window to find her dead in her bed. During the initial inquiries, police thought the murderer had broken into Wendy's bedsit via, via, via this faulty window. However, they couldn't find any evidence of um, forced entry in any way. They also discovered, though, that Wendy's distinctive key ring and diary were missing. So this person who did this, took some of her belongings. A bit like the Golden State Killer, you know, he was taking keepsakes and things from houses.
2: Uh-huh. When, when you say keepsakes, is that like, you know, snow domes and um, that sort yeah. of stuff?
0: earrings. Yeah, little tchotchke type things. He wasn't taking anything. of The Golden State Killer didn't take anything of value. He was literally taking, yeah, exactly what you just described, the crap you get snow when you domes. go to... Trial by, wine Mementos. Mementos. Got a trial by wine world. Mementos. We're go to Trial by Wine World. and you go to the merchandise yes. shops, <laughs> and there's some little piece of shit there. That's exactly what these oh, they're taking. Oh, yeah. that looks What's this? it's a big pencil with an
1: eraser on top that says peasant world. Oh <laughs> <laughs> I think I'll take that.
3: <laughs>
0: a jumbo pencil. A peasant world. Yeah. Wow, yes. this you would know had to live. I'm sorry, I I have to pause for a second. I'm just writing that down as a merchandise idea for us. Don't worry, I'm all over over the merch, peasant world, jumbo pencil. Yes. The key ring, which was a souvenir from Austria, had a small brass cowbell attached to a multicoloured key fob, a brass plate with Woman of the Year engraved on it and two keys, and they have never been found. And a bit like a case, I think that you covered the other day Carla with lovely poor old Dorothy Stratton the forensics also indicated she'd been raped posthumously
3: Uh, uh.
0: five months later Caroline Pierce was living in a flat in Grosvenor Park and working at a Buster Brown's restaurant in Camden Road she was attacked outside her flat her body was dumped 40 miles away in a field on the Romney Marsh Caroline was last seen about midnight when she was dropped off by a taxi at her home after a night out with friends. Her neighbours reported hearing two short screams and seeing a car reversing and leaving the street shortly after. She was wearing a long black skirt and red jumper, though when she was found three weeks later her body was naked apart from a pair of black tights. Like Wendy, Caroline's keys were never found. She had also been beaten, strangled and savagely raped. The public... Dubbed the apparent serial killer because we've got two killings with very similar MO, the bedsit killer. Uh Uh-huh. And like the Golden State Killer, he seemed to stop offending and was never identified. Nothing happened after that. Do
2: you reckon reckon the public really did name him that or was it just the media? Because I don't think the public.
0: Oh, I think the media did,
2: Yeah. I, I think
0: you're quite right yeah. well, there. I'm, I'm
2: calling out your credible sources right there. <laughs> Let's get back to landmible.
1: <laughs> yeah, can you remind me, mm. uh, because bed sit's a very English term, does that mean it's where you have a room within a a, a larger building, isn't it, where you, you're not – do you know what I mean? A bed sit is not a – you don't have a whole apartment. Is that right?
0: Yeah, I, th- I think you're right. I think a bed sit is literally like a giant room where you've got the bed, the kitchen, like it's like a big open plan space, okay. and you might have a toilet. It's effectively a one, one room, like a one room apartment. Yeah. It's yeah, a, studio. Like a studio. Yeah, yeah. It's a tiny
1: little spot. Yeah, tiny little thing. Yeah, yeah. And we just don't use that term very much here, do we?
0: No. And both yeah. girls were very young. Yeah. So one was 20 and one was 23, I think. And, yeah. you know, both working in, you know, one was working in a restaurant, restaurant. the yep. other one was working in a
2: Happy retail, times. you know, yeah. so yeah. they
0: weren't make, making tons of cash. So a bed sits, what, and they lived alone, so the bed yes. sits what they could afford, I'd say, at the time. So uh,
2: yeah. Oxford Languages says a bed sit is a one-roomed unit of accommodation typically consisting of combined bedroom and sitting room with cooking facilities. I hope yeah. it has a bathroom as well. No. That, maybe that shared. Shared, Alice, that's shared, is
0: it? That's shared, I think. one,
2: maybe. Yeah, I think right. it's common. That's
0: where I think yeah. maybe, I don't know. Anyway. So both killers left seamen at the scene of their crimes, both broke into homes and raped women, both peeped into the houses of their victims and both seemed to stop offending suddenly. The title of the book by Michelle McNamara is actually a quote from the Golden State Killer where he said, I'll be gone in the dark. And it certainly seemed that way. Both cases um, were over...
2: Sorry to interrupt because I think I'm just, a, I'm just making a connection now between the night killer and the later night killer or is that what you the original
0: night stalker and the night stalker yep
2: yes and i feel like if we turned this into a movie and it was like national lampoon style it would be the (laughs) night killer's european vacation (laughs) or the night killer's uk vacation or something
0: Oh, I see. Because they've they've like gone off from killing in America to England, and yeah. they've done this. Yeah, like National Lampoon's vacation. Okay. Right. Yes.
2: But yeah, yeah. But only briefly, and just for a little. It was holiday, just a vacation.
0: Yeah, five months, five six months. I couldn't yeah.
2: let go of my job. I couldn't leave it at home for that long. Right sorry I, i'm I'm just desperately trying to find something funny in all of this because well, it's just they, they, no these are, I
1: was going to say as if I said, thank yeah. God we laughed at Lad Bible because like I don't bring, I don't dare laugh
0: at this stuff is so dark. Yeah. <laughs> <That's> so <laughs> true. The case the cases aren't funny. I think why I went while I'm looking at this is just it'll I'll get to the interesting. well, it's interesting, but I'll get to the interesting bit. It'll make more sense in a minute, okay. So both cases, anyway, there's justice coming which will cheer you both, right? And that's, Thank that's you. the great comes. I
2: hope it comes quicker than winter in a Game of Thrones. It
0: does, it does. It <laughs> definitely comes faster than winter. That's shit was coming than a for not, years. Not I'm about to tell you now, both cases were over 30 years old when they were finally solved thanks to family ties. Dun, 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 Ah, the
2: show or the dun. Yeah, Michael J. Button?
0: Fox himself personally solved it. No, uh, thanks to <laughs> a little old thing. They,
2: they went back to that earlier incest episode and realised that <gasps> Mallory's uncle.
0: The,
1: does that mean like the family right? members of the perpetrators are the family ties? Let me tell you.
0: Right. I'm all ears. So
3: in
1: 2018,
0: the story broke that the Golden State Killer had finally been identified and arrested. And Michelle McNamara wasn't the only person who obsessed over this case, you know, for 30 years. There was so much evidence. There's so many things that he did. It was so hard to believe that, you know, there were a couple of photo fits from his early victims, but so hard to believe this person could literally just not get caught, right? Yep. Joseph, James D'Angelo Jr., a one-time policeman in a burglary unit, was identified through familial DNA matching. So going back to your Ancestry.com thing, Carla. Yes. And as an aside, he was fired from the police force for stealing a hammer and dog repellent spray. Don't you think that they might have (laughs) investigated that a little bit at the time? Dog repellent spray and a Dog hammer. Repellent Things spray. that you would need to be a burglar. He was a policeman in a burglary unit. You know, it's a bit like. Oh. Apparently, rumor has it. I've read it on Lad Bible that um, <laughs> you know arsonists <laughs> like to true. like to work in fields that allow it's them real thing. to set fires. You they know, are
2: often volunteer firefighters. Well, yes. I didn't
0: want to say it. That's why I called the Lad Bible. Always <laughs> first
2: at the scene.
0: Yes, yeah. so oh, they can right. watch it because it's wonderful. And uh, I wonder whether or not this person, uh, th- this uh, D'Angelo, you know, um, obviously he goes from burglary onto other things. But I'm wondering whether he got his passion by being a policeman, learning about burglary, or he always had a thing about it. Don't know. Anyway, when he was Is it at like least-
2: a reverse undercover cop, <laughs> like if. if- What's the what's the opposite of an undercover cop if you're a criminal that a criminal. goes undercover <laughs> yeah. as a policeman? A beat oh,
0: cop? Yeah. yeah. Is that a mole? An, an, under, it an
2: undercover criminal. I'm an undercover criminal.
0: <laughs> is it a mole?
2: I hope they don't no, find out. A... No, it's, a, it's a, an undercover You're a crooked
0: criminal. cop. You're bent. You're a crooked cop. You're a crooked you're bent, cop. Your you're a crooked cop. Yeah, yeah. You're a crooked cop. Yeah, he's a very crooked cop, this one. <laughs> So when he was arrested, uh, prosecutors would say only that they had used family tree searches to find relatives of the killer and from there identified D'Angelo. Shortly after, a detective confirmed the investigative team had uploaded semen from a rape kit to develop fresh DNA profile that was then uploaded to GEDmatch, which is like And Answers.com. That would be
2: a shit job, wouldn't it?
0: Rape <laughs> kits. Oh. Apparently. No, fresh, get, like
2: getting getting semen to get fresh.
0: I don't think it was fresh semen. DNA. DNA like,
2: I, was, I don't
0: think it was not was fresh and semen. It was a fresh
2: no, sample. No, getting semen. They had it on ice. they're getting semen. They
0: had it
2: on ice. They had it on ice. just that.
1: They had it on ice.
2: It's just, it's a crusty thing on a, I don't know, <laughs> A piece of clothing that they have you to think You think you'd struggle with that refresh? around the
1: barbecue when everyone says, What do you do for oh. work? Oh, well. I don't think yeah. you need much uh, you only semen need, collector. Yeah, yeah. You only need
0: the yeah. most minute amount of semen to actually get A thimble. Not a thimble for that. No, no, no. Tiny, tiny, tiny amount to actually I'm get just get saying it's not bit. a
2: fun job. Well, I don't, you know. I don't want to have to get dried, crusty semen and make it fresh again. Would
0: you just be a pathologist?
1: No.
2: You'd be a, you'd be a semenologist. A semenologist. I a,
0: semen. a semenologist. <laughs> I'm thinking. I'm starting to think of like um, earthquake size Seis, Seismolo- yeah, seismologist. Seismologist. Yeah, that's a, <laughs> seismologist. that's yeah, what I thought too. Like
2: actually.
0: That. Yeah. 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 Se- semen. Yeah. All right. I've got, I'm going to stop saying semen.
2: I wonder if there's a Richter scale for <laughs> semenologists.
0: <laughs> oh. Yeah,
2: I'll tell you. This, this would have
0: gone on a good of eight. This one. So the, anyway, the point of what I'm trying to tell you, right, is that when he, when he was originally arrested, the um, the uh, prosecutors who you know work with the um, police to actually identify him and create the case said, "Oh, we just worked it out by looking at his family tree." But really, what they did <clears throat> was they got a they got a fresh sample. They sample. they. Well, not, not fr- No, of? as in, sorry, when I say a fresh DNA profile, I mean they ran it again, right? So they went back to a piece of evidence that they had and right. they ran it again to create a new, okay. right. a fresh DNA right, profile, it. not fresh. That, that's, DNA. that's a
2: very important distinction in my head.
0: Yes, yes, yes. yes. Um, and then they uploaded it to GEDmatch, which was one of these open source platforms used by people, members of the public to trace their heritage. So like you, Carla. What they didn't disclose is that the genetic material from the rape kit was first sent to Family Tree DNA, which created a DNA profile and allowed law enforcement to set up a fake account to search for matching customers. So when that produced only distant leads, a civilian geneticist working with investigators uploaded the forensic profile to MyHeritage, Ray Venter was her name, as in that's her surname, and she said she used her personal account on MyHeritage and didn't notify the company. So she's used her personal account to put someone else's DNA profile to search for matches.
2: Oh That's not okay. That's like working at Foxtel like we all did and looking up someone famous' phone number and <laughs> ringing them up and
0: I didn't telling hang them how up. much you
2: love them or something. I didn't
0: do that because totally that would not. have been very naughty, yes. Um, but, yes, it is like that. It. Uh, it and and she i'll get onto it in a second anyway this um so the second cousins that she discovered through her surreptitious search created a narrow pool of suspects whom investigated investigators code named the Wright family right a month later the fbi visited one of these a month later the fbi visited one of these cousins an orange county woman to ask for her dna her brother at this point, had become the prime suspect of the Golden State Killer case, right? That woman's genetic information cleared her brother but told Ray Venta the killer was related through the women on the family trees that authorities were building on yet another consumer geology site, Ancestry.com. So these oh. are three, three different platforms that they're using. So it's MyHeritage, GD, Match, uh, my family tree, or something. Sorry, four now that they're building to get all of this information together. Now, only six male cousins were possible fits. An FBI search of California driver's license records showed that only one of these six men had blue eyes that fit the profile uh Raventa said she'd built. After, now, after 10 days of surveillance that included police enlisting the help of a garbage truck driver to snatch DNA bearing items from his trash can, D'Angelo was arrested. I'll just say that again <laughs> because it's funny. Thank you. Imagine it. After 10 day of days of surveillance <laughs> that included police enlisting the help of a garbage truck driver to snatch DNA-bearing <laughs> items from his that trash is, can, funny. D'Angelo was arrested. What?
2: So not even an undercover cop pretending to be the garbo, just no, the garbo. the garbo, going, garbo. yeah. Just keep an eye on this bloke. Look, yeah, can you gold. just,
0: when you pick up that rubbish, could you just uh, put it in your front cab? Don't put it in the back. <laughs> Pop it in the cab, yes. bring it to us and we'll go through just... it. Why couldn't they just go through it? Anyway. So D'Angelo, 75 now, pled guilty before going to trial. He's serving 26 life sentences in a California prison. Oh right that was Are they
2: again are they concurrent or are they one after the other
0: uh good question i don't know i suspect they might be one after the other but then again he's 75 so to your point the other day about you know giving someone 120 Uh, years or 2 million years what's the point they're gonna die he's gonna take up a jail cell for
2: a long long time
0: well, for as long as till he dies, but not as long as some people would like him to. It's like it's not like it's not like that, they give you twenty six life sentences, and I think that's like so he murdered thirteen people. So you might say, well, we'll give you two life sentences per person. But the fact is, he's only going to do his time, you know.
2: At, tri- at trial by wine world, you would get one life sentence and twenty five life sentences worth of equivalent punishment, whilst you're doing the twenty the first uh, life sentence.
0: Okay. Yep. Yeah, fair enough.
2: Nut other, punchers yeah, yeah. So it piranhas, just makes that, that one life beatings. sentence even more painful. All of that. <laughs> the whole lot. Yeah. Yeah. All
0: right. All right. Good. Yeah. So back to the bed sick killer. Thirty-four years later, law enforcement in the UK refreshed DNA samples from previously cold cases and started to test for familial DNA matches against their database. So the UK have been a little bit slower from what I could tell to pick up on this familial DNA uh, uh, testing protocol and working through. Now, this is good. There was a DNA trial of just a 1,000 people. So, you know, someone's gone along and said, can I have a DNA? And they were just testing it, right? And it just happened to contain a partial genetic match for DNA found in the saliva and semen that police recorded from the crime scenes of Nell and Pierce, And they were able to then investigate the family links of the match and identified David Fuller as the likely perpetrator. Pardon me, I just did a little belch in the between. <laughs> Sorry.
2: Classy. So well basically
0: done. what's incredible about that is that was David Fuller's brother and he just completely <laughs> flukily was happy to be in a trial and they oh, when they rent when forgot they got himself no 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 it's his brother he didn't know anything about it oh his brother it's like you oh, but sorry. it was a trial it wasn't even an ancestry.com thing it was like a tiny no, little weird. well relatively tiny sample of people yeah. that had given their dna for whatever the purpose was it went onto a yeah. database they were able to check against and they found a match for this guy wow so yay for familial dna but i'm not finished Bloody Oh, That's a shame because
1: it would have been a great campaign for it when they do the advertising on TV. Yay for familiar, Danny.
0: Yes. (laughs) Yay. It's a yay for me. (laughs) So when the police went to arrest, I'll start the way I wrote it. Where Fuller and D'Angelo are not similar, though, is that while there's no evidence that D'Angelo did anything nefarious after 1986, David Fuller is a card-carrying necrophile. Yeah, didn't see that coming. A necrophile. I've
2: so got that busy. bit. What's the card-carrying bit?
0: You know, like <laughs> it's, he's proud of it. He's carry. You know, have you never heard the expression a card-carrying X? A card-carrying... I thought you had, lover. like, a deck...
2: He had a deck of cards of each of the people <laughs> no, that he'd necrophiled. Uh, yeah, I'm like, like that's yeah, messed like, up.
0: Help me out here, Carla. You know, like a card-carrying liberal or a, you know... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh,
1: a, you know, a, a Sort of, you know, a committed, you know, person who...
2: Yeah, exactly. Show your support.
0: Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. yeah. Show, yeah, yeah. It's my, my bad I've baby. got the card for it. You know, like I've joined yeah, the group. Yeah. I'm part of the membership. Yeah. That's the idea. Well, that, right. was,
2: yeah, but that was the yeah, bit that I was ready. kind of thinking. Did, was he carrying cards of the people <laughs> no. that he necrophiled? And necrophiled. Like, <laughs> you're disgusting. Even even more disgusting.
0: No, right, wait until I tell you. Yeah. You want to hear disgusting. Okay. Oh, All right, you ready?
2: Oh, hang on, go. I don't know okay. if I'm I do. Right. No, I'm not sure.
0: All right. Well, I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> so okay. when the – I haven't, okay, so I haven't
2: f- left, so clearly I do want to hear. <laughs> yeah.
0: Imagine you're a policeman, right, and you're like, yay for familial DNA, yay, yay. for familial DNA, let's go arrest this guy, and they go to the house. And there were other clues, and so obviously DNA is one component part, but you've got to have other things that line up the case. You can't just be on DNA because at the end of the day you could say, well, yeah, I went to her house, I was her electrician and we had a quickie. You know, that doesn't mean I killed her. So there have to be other things. And there were other, there were other bits of evidence that they were able to match him to. One being there was a mark on a blouse, I think it was a blood or, or mud mark on the blouse left by the perpetrator that had a very specific sole mark on it, which was a Clark's uh, sand shoe or something and they found photos in his house that had him wearing exactly that pair of those shoes with that would have had that sole from that period of time and apparently they're quite rare shoes so i was gonna say it sounds like a fashion crime to me it wasn't class well it was, 80, yeah, right. it was 87 yeah, yeah. come on it was 1987. fair anyway. enough fair enough um but
2: kayaks <laughs>
0: yeah apart from that when the police searched Fuller's house, they found four external hard drives, carefully hidden, taped to the back of a chest of drawers that were in a cupboard. So if you imagine a cupboard, a chest of drawers in it, right at the back, these things, spy, spy-like, spy you know, taped to the back, so obviously not meant to be found. And it was a Pandora's box of disgusting that they opened. From God. 1989 to 2010, Fuller had worked as a technical supervisor he was an electrician at the time that he murdered Nell and Pearce and then he went on to have this job in two hospitals in Kent. His role required him to check the refrigeration units in the morgue, which meant he had swipe card access to the morgue and post-mortem room. As it turns out, the post-mortem room also had no CCTV because it's a, it's a respectful thing, right, um, and was a great place for Fuller to rape the dead bodies of at least 100 women and girls aged between 9 and 100. Oh. Over the time of his employment, oh. by the way, not like all in one day. Um, and sometimes repeatedly. I hope not. Well, well I just, I just realised the way I wrote the sentence sounded like, it, it, yeah, I
2: just wanted to clarify. Oh. I, d- I didn't pick up on that.
0: Okay, good. Uh, and sometimes he would repeat. He would rape them repeatedly. So if a body was in the morgue for 24 hours, he may have raped that person three times. Um <laughs> And the layout, what was this, uh, yeah, the layout of the morgue was such that the porter a porter, could bring a corpse into the receiving area. Um, so if you imagine two rooms, and down the middle of the two, separating the two rooms is the bank of refrigeration units, and the receiving area is where you put the body into the fridge, yep. and that's locked. But on the post mortem side, to do the post mortem, they'll take it out on the other side, right? Yeah. So he okay. was able. Yeah, so he was able to take a body that had been put in on one side out and defile that body without anyone knowing because he was in this space. Yeah, he was in this space with no CCTV because when you're doing a post mortem, it's not considered okay to have CCTV, you know, security guards able to see someone carrying out a post mortem. It's not respectful of the dead, and neither was David Fuller. Oh, God. Yeah. (sighs) Um, So, yeah, so the layout was such that a porter could bring a person into the receiving area, store the body and not know that this guy was in the next room, at times actually raping someone while they were bringing people in. According to the logs of his access card, he'd been in that area thousands of times. No one seemed to notice that there seemed to be a lot of maintenance needs for the mall. Yeah, I was going to say, come on. Well, they didn't notice. Well, and it's look it's hard to get your head around the case but most of all how terrible it has been for the families of the dead who have lost their loved ones and also have to deal with the knowledge that they were defiled after their death and it 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 boggled my mind this story so the first thing that really uh like so interested me may i ask a question yeah go ahead
1: i th- I, th- I will i'll just go quickly um this what they found in the hard drives were they images oh that sorry taken?
0: yeah no he filmed himself Sorry, I got distracted when I was just explaining something before. So, yes, on the hard drive they found I think it was four or five terabytes of really bad pornography. Like I don't mean like waka-waka pornography. I mean, you know, child, horrible stuff. But they also found um, films of him actually, he filmed himself whilst raping these people um, for his own, you know, gratification. And see the thing no, is, the poli- when the police went to arrest him, they were arresting him for these two original murders. They had absolutely yeah. no idea that he'd been doing this. That's why I found it so what? fascinating. I think because yes, the familial DNA found a perp, but it also uncovered this. Yeah, you know, this. De- I of misunderstood that, but sales. now that I think about
1: it, because no one knew that it had been happening, no, no. so there was no no one had reported it. No one there hadn't been a complaint made about perhaps. That these bodies had been moved, touched, no, interfered—no
0: one et knew anything because they just oh, got buried. God. And um, yeah, it yeah, seems yeah. like a—and I'm not surprised, but you know, like a funeral home director, you know, someone who's you know dealing with uh, in a in a what do you call it? I do
1: have one question. They wouldn't though. have noticed, you know, that, they wouldn't have looked. That was in the hospital, right? Mm-hmm. So if they're interfered with in the hospital, and then there's a post-mortem, then they're taken to a funeral house funeral house, funeral parlour, whatever. It Sorry. Would,
0: would
1: somebody, wouldn't somebody at some point understand that there, perhaps there were bodies that were being born in that had been raped? I mean, especially if such was a little girl or a grandma, wouldn't you sort of, I don't know. I don't know if you're checking for those things, but would it, would it, wouldn't there be some evidence
0: to suggest that it happened?
1: That's gross. Do
0: you know what I mean? I'm going No, no, I do know what you mean. So if you're basically saying if there's a timeline for a postmortem, someone comes in. Um, mm. and so mate, I don't, I look, I don't know the detail. I don't know whether he, I don't know exactly what he was well, doing all the time. Like, so there are yeah. different means to defile a corpse and yeah. rape. Um, yeah. and I don't know whether or not he had worked out that there would be certain cases or bodies that wouldn't like have to have a be full check. internal yeah, 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 yeah. or yeah. checked for signs of. Like if it, if it was a person mm. who came in under, I suppose, violent means you might look at them and say, oh, you know, have they been raped or, you know, look at the body and, that, you know, come in as a, 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 you know what I mean, a victim of crime yes. versus, yep. uh, look, this is all coming from my just watching TV, but um, versus someone who's had a ding car accident.
3: Out-
0: <laughs> that's, that's where all of my knowledge comes from. <laughs> exactly.
1: yeah. Yeah. Someone who's <laughs> had, like, you know, <laughs> Correct. I was like, that's my school. Is. That's my school. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but NCIS Academy, yeah. Law and Order Academy, that's where <laughs> exactly. I, that's where we, I deal, we, deal,
2: we deal with non-credible <laughs> and learnings <laughs> and non-credible <laughs> <laughs> news sources. Anything with <laughs> credibility, <laughs> I can't cope with.
1: Yeah. I can't work with I'm, that. I'm no. concerned. Well, it's interesting. In terms of people who have really shit
2: point. jobs. mm I'm concerned about the person who has to go and notify everyone, like you know, up to oh. twenty years ago that that's happened. Like, because what that's, does anyone yeah. get from that? That's that's true, oh. isn't it?
0: There's no. Would there's you want no, to even want know to if keep, that happened? I want you to keep no. that person in your mind who had the worst job I ever wouldn't. when you get to sentencing, right? Just at, layer it on for this guy. Okay. Because there are so oh. many victims, that's the point. This guy has been described as one of the most sexual, uh, sorry, um, what's the word I'm looking at, prolific sexual uh, uh, predators in the UK now. This ca- He only got arrested last year. This case is very oh. new. He hasn't actually been, He's in. it's in trial now. He hasn't been sentenced yet. So I was going to tell you, in terms of his trial, Gosh. Fuller initially denied murdering Mel and Pierce. However, after hearing four days in that uh, they had conclusive DNA evidence that linked him to the crimes, he said, Oh, yeah, all right, I did kill them, um, although he's claiming responsibility. He's saying he was uh, mentally unfit at the time. So. He'll likely receive a double, uh, I don't know, sorry, but double, but he'll, he'll likely receive a mandatory life sentence for murder. Incredibly, in the UK, the law has a maximum sentence of two years for the sexual penetration of a dead body. So, again, but. I would like the trial by one jury to go to town. On this. Could you just repeat that please, bitte? The How maximum long? sentence for raping a I did hear that correctly. For raping a oh dead body God. in the UK is 2 years. That's practically incentive
1: oh. for some of these sickos. Mm. It's not long enough, is it? You're it's, better off going to
0: a dead
2: it's body. It's almost like they condone it. I oh, know that's bizarre. That. I
1: thought yeah. I mis- i thought so, I must so have I- misheard you when you first. No, said it. and
0: this case has really yeah. raised the profile that's, of that. This is the kind of thing that. Oh, I yeah, bet. Yeah, yeah, it's the kind of thing that you don't think about every other day, and so no. there's, been a, there's a mounting pressure to um, basically change the sentencing periods for these sorts of crimes. Uh, okay, so the revelation that. I'd like of- to
2: throw my support to that campaign. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, me too. Yes, me too. Yeah. Let's start. What's
1: it called? Uh, change.org. Change. Change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. mm. We'll do change.org. Yeah. It's like, what? why am I receiving yes. this from Three Australia? <laughs> well, well, it
0: Well, to do with them.
1: Yeah, we've got all our support. Um, disgusting. The Trial by Wine team are fully behind yeah. it. Yes. It's our first, um, yes. it's our first um, I don't know, community sort of campaign. initiative. <laughs>
2: Yes. Yes. Well, let's get on we that shit, like everyone. To, it
1: does <laughs> I think that's brilliant. It does speak to our uh, our our values and the sort of the territory that we work in. We would like to see the minimum sentence. Um Increase to hundred thousand
3: years.
1: For, and what is it? <laughs> and do you call it necrophilia?
0: Yes, it's necrophilia. Yes. A person is a necrophile or a necrophilia. If they have yeah, yeah.
1: if they have Sex with a dead body. Okay, so that's,
0: yeah, there you go. That's our first mission.
1: (laughs) We're doing good, people. We're doing good.
0: (laughs) Oh, goodness me. I'm just going to put a bit more uh, tonic in my glass. Yeah. All right.
2: Stuart's just giving us a half a glass of nut punch each and then the nut punches are finished.
0: What I was going to say, though, uh, talking about the fact that you have to have the follicle in a human hair, did you know that with a cat or a dog, though, you don't because they lick themselves? So often the, the DNA is in the saliva ah. of uh, cats and dog hairs much more than so if a, in the so human, it's human, human hair. hair.
3: That's
0: an interesting fact. Anyway. So if a dog is
1: raping bodies <laughs> well, after the no. dead. <laughs> uh, yeah, I suppose. Just
0: to be clear. <laughs> right, right. Yes, if a dog raped yes. a body after they died yes. and you needed a DNA sample from its hair that was left, you'd be more inc- more likely to get a DNA Correct. sample. And off the same the can be said the cat. on a human's body after it
1: raped So a person, if a cat okay, just to be then clear, were there are any dogs or cats Yes, out there, yes,
0: absolutely. Yes.
2: If I ever find myself in a job <laughs> where I'm investigating dogs raping people, I'm quitting. Dead people. <laughs> That's that is yeah, dead people. That is too that far. You draw, you can no, draw the line. <laughs> this is sick. I will not do that. This yeah. is
3: sick. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: yeah. Is yeah. this a setup, <laughs> or did titty this titty really titty happen? Because this is wrong.
1: <laughs> I have a line, and I'm telling you where it is. It's here. <laughs>
2: right.
3: You crossed right.
0: it. Yeah. Uh. You are much more likely, though, Paul, to find yourself investigating a case where a dog (laughs) ate a dead body than raped a dead body.
2: Thank you for that. (laughs) That's true, isn't it? Well, I'm unlikely to find any of that because I (laughs) don't do that.
0: Again, I'm thinking... I'm again thinking about Bridget Jones, where she worries about being single and alone, <laughs> and dying on her own, and being eaten by Alsatians, which is funny because she doesn't Wait, even know any Alsatians. Oh, we wouldn't even say that, but
1: All I think right. we knew where I was going ah, to right. with that. What, what her real concern should have be? <clears throat> <laughs> Sorry.
0: Don't worry. That was very rude. <laughs> um,
3: okay.
0: <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. So the revelation that familial DNA not only helped to solve a cold case but also to bring an end to decades of depravity was what really drew my attention to this case, right? Without the fluke of Fuller's brother giving his DNA in a trial and the quite recent practice of using familial DNA, he'd still be violating people without God. any recourse or concern. To your point earlier, Carla, I know. no one knew this was happening no one was looking for it he could have just kept doing it i'm kind
2: of glad no one was looking for it because that's just sick like it's it's bad enough that Uh, he did it but
1: i could have gone for retirement but he's like oh no i know i'm happy to keep working no not. i'm committed these
2: are the golden years
0: (laughs) i'm on the job (laughs) dear god if you think about why did he like he killed these two women and then he didn't well, as far as we kill know, again he didn't kill again yeah. and he did rape them posthumously maybe this was his outlet you know maybe this is what stopped mm. him killing other people was because he had access to bodies and he to could dead bodies you know enjoy his predilection towards necrophilia um rather than have to kill someone to satiate that it's just my theory it, it, no one said Anything of the sort, I'm lad bibbling it here, but that's P- my theory. possibly
2: the I like that. Possibly, possibly there was a shortage it. of dead bodies when he went and murdered,
0: or he didn't quite know what it was that he was attracted to. Maybe who knows? He was there was a lot of stories at the time uh, in that area about a peeping tom. So he he started, you know, same thing with the Golden State Killer. You know, people looking in your houses, people, uh, you know, going into your house. He was doing that sort of behaviour. So that's the other thing. When you hear about people who what do they used to call it when they took your knickers off the line? Snow dropping or something? When someone, Ooh. when someone, yeah, yeah when someone, i never heard of that. A lady's underpants off the line. Oh, haven't you? I think it's called no. snow dropping. Yeah, <laughs> it's a very old-fashioned term.
2: There, there was a book called The Snow mm. When I was at school, and it was
0: about that, or something mm. else entirely.
2: <laughs> um, I'm sure it was, and now I'm going to have to find it.
0: Right.
1: So that
2: just simply just
1: means about,
0: um, stealing, stealing, clothes, stealing, I think. stealing underwear, ladies clothes underwear. off, of, off, of off the clothes clothesline, yeah. yeah. Well, there you
2: go. And anyway, the point was, if you come across someone who snowed... Oh, here we go. <laughs> I found... Hang on. on. I found it. On. it. I'll give you... Um, so the Snowdroppers, book by Tony Scanlon, the zany adventures of three rascals who take to stealing people's washing from their clotheslines... Until they are nabbed by the local constabulary.
1: That's where it starts. The next thing you know, they're raping bodies in a morgue. Exactly. Thank you. Zany adventures. That's precisely that's the point I was saying. This is only make. the first the yes. first book of the series. Wait till you get to book 20. Yeah, <laughs> it's Yeah, and then they're raping
2: yeah, the in the That's right. Yeah.
0: That's, that's right.
2: The exactly. zany adventures of a 60 <laughs> year old man who walks in a morgue. <laughs> A 60-year-old rascal. God.
0: <laughs> that was the point I was trying to make, which was starts what people have now said, oh, you know, that's that's harmless, that's no big deal. A bit of snow dropping, yes. Yeah, totally escalates. Same with um, peeping toms. Uh, they escalate as well. So none Jesus. of these behaviours are good, safe, not a concern. They're all they're oh, a gateway they, drug. They're a gateway drug. But yeah, snowdroppers. We <laughs> you know where they end up.
2: <laughs> yep. gateway.
0: Right. If you're wondering, both Fuller and D'Angelo were married and had children and families that had absolutely no idea that their father, husband, oh. or brother was a killer and a rapist. Both just went about their lives seeming to be perfectly ordinary whilst carrying on a double life of mayhem and sexual depravity. There are some questions around the ethics of familial DNA, but law enforcement in the US take the view that if this information is publicly available through an open source platform, then why shouldn't they use it? In 2018, police forces in the US said they'd been able to identify suspects in 28 cold murder cases. This was in 2018. so And I didn't get around to finding out what the statistics are now, but when they first started using this um, technology or looking at it this way... 28 cold cases that were solved and as of as of April 2019 GED match had been used in at least 59 cold case arrests so you know this this technology has has been able to really pinpoint people
1: if you had and it evolves as you get more data as well so even for my profile
3: Mm.
1: I think I did it I'm guessing two years ago I think I did it just pre-covid or something so as they get more people do their test, they get more DNA, and that gives them greater insight as to parts of the world you're from and what, you know, how your ethnicity is um, reflected. So mine, my profile has changed the more data they've got. So as time goes on, they'll get more data, um, and it also will help them in other ways. So I imagine that it's a, it'll only get better as a tool, not worse. That's quite interesting.
2: I was just going to tell you. Uh, so Stuart just made reference to the case of the smiling stiffs yes oh yes so uh, it's, the fir- it's the first it's the first sex rated It, and there's um a bloke who's the stiff with a smile on his face and the two they look like they're <laughs> quite defective detectives Let <laughs> you see that picture yep yes and and the um the captions are she killed them with one blow mm-hmm. and the other one says who said nobody ever died of it but what a way to go. And then there's a little spiel about it. Uh, the case of the smiling stiffs. The victim, a male body found in a very stiff state with a big smile on his face. An arresting tale that bears investigation. Brilliant. Jesus.
0: Mm. I'm, I'm right in, in understanding that's a porn, yeah? Is it? I don't know.
2: Oh, I don't. I wasn't thinking that. I wouldn't have thought no? that. No.
0: It's just a really crap no. film. Uh, I think it's oh, just going to be
2: like one of those. Um, what's that man. show?
1: 1973, like yeah. That, where yeah. It's, just... it's a sexploitation comedy, it says. I don't know what that means exactly. It's from 1973.
2: Yeah, it'd, be, it'd be like Porky's or something where they just have all these terrible.
0: Yeah. A I've definitely heard of it. I imagine. All right. Okay, so. That's my notes. Now I just want to talk. So on the, I guess on the topic of ethics around using familial DNA or using your DNA that you think you've put in for ancestry.com to find out your heritage that ends up determining that your I don't know second cousin is a rapist and murderer or was involved in a, I don't know, a crime, what are your thoughts on the ethics of that?
2: Um Initially, I was thinking uh, that, like, if you send off your DNA and then somehow that is used without your consent to convict you of a crime, that's not okay. But I think some of what we've spoken about here isn't actually using someone else's, using the criminal's DNA. It's using everyone else's DNA and narrowing down the suspect based on that, which... By the sounds of it, is kind of public domain anyway. Um, yeah. The only thing I guess that that might be unethical is that you're, um, if you're if you're working for the police and you're uploading someone's DNA as a fake profile, yeah. Then that in itself is unethical, and so it's not so much the process so um, much as using the DNA as a fake profile. Yeah. If you're getting results from somebody who's already on their different story yeah,
0: that was odd i don't know why they would need yeah. to do that that's um, was weird isn't it yeah and the these actually these sites actually included in their terms and conditions that say that your material may be used you know by law enforcement etc so against you well yeah I, I mean you would know better but yes it could be used against you but i mean i i guess my my view of it is like you, Paul, where you saying if you're using my DNA to identify someone who has committed a crime who happens to be related to me, I don't see that as a problem in terms of my privacy. Uh, you know, it would be different if I was then identified as the linking point in the press and, you know, that was a major issue. But from from if it's done in a fashion that is normal due process, then I don't have a problem with that because if I give my DNA up and I haven't committed a crime, like Carla said at the beginning, I haven't done anything wrong, so I don't see what the problem is. I've got nothing to be hiding, so I'm not worried about my DNA being used in this way. Even if, And even if I did commit a crime, well, you know, I committed a crime. I shouldn't be seeking to just get away with it, if you know what I mean. So I don't personally have a problem with it from and an it ethical depends perspective. On
2: the, I think it depends on the seriousness of the crime and also the recency of the crime. So if you're talking about crimes like solving cold cases, I think that's probably a little different to solving current cases and and not necessarily right or wrong. I just think it's, it's easier to say this is a crime that happened 30 years ago and we haven't been able to solve it. Let's rerun the DNA and see what we can find. Whereas if the first thing is there's DNA, quick, let's run it through the family tree program to see what we can find. If you
0: don't have a direct match.
2: I don't know. Maybe it's okay. There's also evidence, though, that happens at crimes that uh, isn't related to the killer. And so, you know, to the point earlier about the electrician who may have been there or whatever it was, um, It you just need to be careful, I guess, that.
0: Yeah, no. You've done
2: all the rest of the work. I don't
0: disagree with you. And I think that um, if you are looking at a crime scene where, uh, and they do this, they they basically will take samples of people who are likely to have been in the property or around the person, I'm talking about a murder, for instance, um, and to discount them from the, the investigation to say, no, you, you were there, there's no reason for us to suspect that you actually did anything wrong. But, you know, like like me at home, my DNA is going to be all over the house, right? So my nieces, my sister, her husband, whatever. So if something happened, then they'd they'd take our samples because they were determining that they are if they're looking for someone else, you know, if they're looking for someone outside the family, they kind of want to discount us. And it's the same as they take your fingerprints and all the rest of it. So your DNA is is the same as your fingerprints. Now, if I'm a criminal and I leave my DNA at a crime site and I've already given my DNA for Ancestry.com for argument's sake and I just killed someone and you are able to identify who I am as a direct match because of the Ancestry.com DNA and the DNA at the crime, I think there's there's a benefit in that in as much as otherwise I could go on to kill six other people until you catch me because my DNA is not on a criminal database. It's on a you know, Ancestry database. And so there's a prevention piece as well, which unfortunately with the Golden State Killer, 45 women were raped and 13 people were murdered and there was no means to identify this person throughout that process to stop other victims. Anyway, it's just an interesting thought. Now, Carla, you started at the beginning saying that someone you know doesn't agree with this. Mm Mm-hmm. Got anything to say about that or not? (laughs) Uh,
1: Well no. I don't I don't want to sort of out that person as such. But that but that person is very clear on where their roots are and you know so they're not looking at it to solve the picture that I was. For me, I was really, really interested in what my ethnicity was because I kind of don't necessarily look like well, I don't look like my natural, my family, sorry. And also even I, although I did meet my natural parents, there were still quite a few questions there.
3: Mm. So
1: that's why, that's why I undertook that. And as a result of that, a couple of other people in my family got quite excited and then I actually bought it as a gift for them. So yeah. um, some people for it and I don't know, I just, I don't know. If it's, it's not going to offer you anything, then I don't see the point in doing it necessarily but it feels like it's not going to be, it might be your DNA solving the crime for someone else. It's unlikely that you're going to be the person who's going to offer it up if you've committed a serious crime. Certainly. I think you wouldn't be that, well, you might be that stupid, but you probably well, wouldn't be. You kind of offer it's, it up. It's the familiar ties.
0: Yeah. You offer it up if you leave it at a, a, a crime scene, <laughs> you yeah. know, like. Well, that's true. Yeah. So, you know, like, so then if you get linked to something you've given in the past, not related to a crime. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Anyway, that's just my view. I just think
2: the the only thing is that that it it has to work on the assumption. Well, it, it works on the assumption that all police are doing the right true, thing, and true. I think we've seen plenty of examples. Absolutely where true. That, so, that isn't the case, yeah. and so yeah, and it um, can't be the only piece of the puzzle. Correct. You know, that, that's
0: correct. Because if yeah, correct, and
2: yeah. and that's the bit about you. Know, you don't want it to be the first thing that happens because it might steer the case in a certain direction. Correct. They should have to have enough evidence to kind of be going, this is the person that we think we need to find.
0: No, you're absolutely right. And in the case of both of the people I talked about, it wasn't just about their DNA. So, you know, I talked about yeah. the Clark's shoes. There were, there were yes, a couple of yeah. other things that yeah, they were able yeah. to link to this guy who was in the right place and blah, blah, blah. Same with the Golden State Killer. He was in all of the locations. So, you know, at the beginning I said he was ransacking Vasilia and then he goes to Sacramento. They can track the movement of D'Angelo that matches where these crimes took place when he was moving, he moved from place to place, and they can wow. track that they that were his movements, right? So yeah. there is there is further evidence that it's not just about your DNA. The thing about D'Angelo was they would, oh, well, actually both of them, they would never have been able to find the person's name to be able to connect all those dots without the DNA.
2: Yeah, yeah. But I guess what I'm saying is for those detectives to then go and access that kind of a a database for the purpose of solving a crime, they should have shown that they've got it down to a certain point. They've done all this research and this is the DNA of the person that they think 100% did it based on this and this and this and this and this and and therefore go and do it Um, as opposed to... Just out of interest. Just running DNA. Yeah,
0: just out of interest though, do you think that that applies because you're talking, we're talking about matching it to people who are not on a perpetrator list? Because all the law enforcement now will take your DNA if you get arrested, they take your DNA and you you are on file, right? And so they run DNA from crimes against that database. They just they do that as a matter of yep. course now. So is is what you're saying? Yeah. The difference in the process is because if your DNA
2: has g- been given because of a criminal process yeah. I think that's different to if you're if you've given your DNA for the purpose of um, family of, of yeah. finding out who your relatives are and so I don't think that that database should necessarily be able to be accessed. It's it's like the whole COVID checking thing that we've had lately whereby the police have a number of times tried to get access to that database to work out whether or not somebody was around at that time and they haven't been able to because they feel that that undermines the process of the COVID check-in, because then people won't want to check in Correct. in case something yeah, happens. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I think it depends how we that over here. How strongly you trust the law. Mm. And I guess for me, the reason I'm saying this at the moment is we watched something during the week, which you might have seen, it's on Netflix, it's called When They See Us. And it's a horrible story. I was still going to do it as one of our, our stories. And maybe I still will, but it's about the Boston Five, I think they're called. Or oh, the yeah. Five no, they were the
1: New York, aren't they? Who
2: were kids. No, the kids. Yeah, yeah, oh, Central Park Central Five, Park, sorry. Yeah. yeah, Central Park Five. And they. That was terrible. Yeah, yeah, and they were all convicted completely wrongly. Oh. And you look at that yep. process and I go, if those people had access to anything that would help them build a case Without any proper fact, they then, done it, yeah. and try to make fact from that, yeah. um, I don't want yeah. that happening. It's even the same as the David Avery that's
0: okay. case. You know, um, making a murderer. Have you seen that one? I've never watched that. Yes, yeah yeah, 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 and yeah. They, yeah. it does. If you just watch the documentary, it's very much positioned that he's been uh, framed by the police. Uh, and what was it? It was keys in that yeah. case, not DNA. But you're right; it doesn't take much to put a few DNA cells in a, you know, drop of blood here or there, and say, there you go, bang to rights. Yeah, yeah I get your point. Uh, but yeah. in this case, I wouldn't be taking Carla's DNA and putting it at a crime scene because it's familial DNA we're talking about. So I'm taking, I'm matching a criminal's to Carla. Based on a v- series of matched markers in her DNA, and saying,
2: "Well, I hope you're what? not." Carla is, Are you feeling a bit threatened by this? <laughs> I don't know. where going with it? Clearly, hypothetically,
0: what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. the, d- the difference here, because I get your point about how how it has to be used in the most ethical and appropriate way. But I'm I'm not say- what I'm saying is that this is not the same case of saying I, I I can't see how I could fit you up, Clarky, by getting your sister's DNA or by running your DNA because I found no, it against have... her DNA. Yeah,
2: yeah no, I, I understand all of that. All I'm saying is that in terms of the ethics of it, there needs to be some pretty good process around it. It shouldn't yeah, just okay, be, agreed. oh, look, there's some DNA. Let's just use that because I think... DNA can be deemed as a fairly definitive piece of evidence when perhaps it shouldn't be. So,
0: oh, absolutely. You have to have more evidence. You have to have more evidence because DNA itself could be circumstantial which is the point i was making earlier about say you know say i get murdered and um there is semen on my bed that isn't my partner's because i've been playing away and no one knows about it and then the person who gets picked up um is the person i've been sleeping with unbeknownst to anyone else he doesn't mean they killed me you know like so that semen being there is circumstantial, it's not air- needed to change his sheets. Well, dirty obviously, bitch. but <laughs> this is how this stuff works. <laughs> <laughs> this is how it works.
2: Yeah, there you I go. I didn't have
0: time, I got murdered by the next yeah. guy. He came in oh, three hours later. How anyway, very inconvenient. It's like, <laughs> oh, I just want to change my sheets first. I was having, like, you know, an epoch, I was having a A summer of of I was having the summer of Schmidt, and I was just you know (laughs) on rotation. That never happens. Never going to happen. Just being rude. Anyway, okay. So to sentencing. All right. We hope you're enjoying the show. We are a completely independent podcast, and we want as many people to hear us as possible. We need your help. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow us on Facebook at Trial by Wine, where we share our updates and contact us at trialbywine at gmail.com. We can't thank you enough for your support. Now, back to the show. Now, I know that most of my topic has actually been about the fascination of um, familial DNA, less to do with the two nasty people that I spoke of, but um, I think we could we could do justice to their victims uh, by adding a nice trial by wine case, uh, you know, trial by wine sentence to them. So uh, do either of you have a view?
1: Are the two people that we're sentencing and two only are? Golden State Killer and David Ford? Golden State Killer, Mm. okay. Well, Golden State Killer for me, I don't really know much about him and I have seen stuff on TV. When we finally got to work out who it was, I have seen stuff. Mm. And with the exception of the fact that he was a policeman I don't have much of a picture of what he was like because other than that all I know is that he was a married man with some kids and just seemed to be pretty pedestrian in the sense that there was nothing that's exactly. outwardly particular about him that would make you very uncomfortable otherwise it was just he was just a psychopath in the in in the under the cover of darkness
2: don't, le- don't let don't let fact get in the <laughs> way of a good sentence then.
1: but you know I get I don't know I just think with him I there's not you know how I like to try and find something about their character that I like to punish.
2: Mm. Yes. I struggle yes. a little
1: bit with him and I only can think of him being some sort of you know majestic I can't even say the word. You know, a policeman in of the 80s who was you know very masculine treated women terribly and I just sort of think I I reckon that he would really have cared what his colleagues thought of him. Um, oh, yeah, you're absolutely perceived. right.
0: You're absolutely right. Let me tell you, it's a little addendum yeah. based on that. Um, the man who fired him from the police department, he actually had yes. uh planned to murder him. And he went to his house <gasps> to kill him and he looked oh. in the windows and he
2: The man the, the man who fired him had planned no, to murder. him? No, D'Angelo, him, D'Angelo planned he had planned to murder the man who D'Angelo fired him. D'Angelo
0: planned to murder the guy who fired him. And he mm-hmm. went to his house to do so, yeah. or to 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 um you know suss it out. But he couldn't he couldn't see in the bedroom window or something. And then that guy was later after he after he was caught and all the rest of it. That guy said he remembers his daughter waking up in the night and his daughter lying on the floor next to the bed. And he said she was a little kid. And he said, "What are you doing?" She said, "There was a man looking in my room, so I'm coming here." <gasps> And kind of, you know, time went off and he'd never thought about it and then it all came back to him when they actually caught D'Angelo because he was like, that guy used to work for me. Um, I and I think it was the prosecutor who said, who told him actually he was planning to knock you off but circumstance Whoa. prevailed in such a way that he didn't yeah. get to you. And yeah. yeah, he felt very guilty that, you know, it wasn't obvious to them that um, this guy was – that's the point. Under he their said, nose, they missing him. He, but he yeah. said – "I." I just couldn't imagine he would have killed someone. You know, just couldn't imagine it. Sorry, so I'm just, I'm supporting your position on that. Carl. Yeah, just if I was say, going to yeah.
1: sentence him, it would be something kind of along the lines where he would have to be totally, you know, beyond disrespectful, but like just had the whole police force against him, and just thought that he was an absolute nobody, nothing, lowest to the low, totally judged by them. He wasn't a man. He was not even, you know, he was worse than a criminal because he was a crooked cop um, and put him away and just leave him to rot to be honest because I I, I just don't know enough about his MO. I don't really quite get yeah. who he was as a person and all I've got to hold on to is the fact that he was a disgraced policeman that I'd, I'd have to work with that.
0: His wife is what really a- devastated, um, <laughs> not because she was in love with him. She left him in 91 because she can't believe that there was no sign of this.
1: She had no idea, so she didn't leave him because he was no, he wasn't violent. It was
0: not violent towards her or the kids. Was, there was nothing that gave it away. And she's she's she says she's suffering from PTSD because she yep. can't get out of her head what he did to other people. You know, she's she's tormented by the she's fact. She's a good person. Yeah, she's a good person. She just, it's awful. Yeah. you know. Anyway, now, Clarky, I'm sure you'll don't go to town
1: on him. What would you do? Take him straight to the trial by wine world.
2: Well, well, yeah, it definitely does involve trial by wine world. <laughs> I um, so I was just thinking about old mate with his twenty six life sentences, and mm. then the bloke who did was necrophiled. You know, hundred bodies and
0: murdered or something, two, and
2: he gets two years. Murdered
0: two lovely, lovely yeah, yeah. innocent. Yeah, yeah. So still, he gets yep.
2: two years per. Yeah, yeah, so, but two years per 100 per body. Yeah. So yep. that's 200 mm. years that he's going to get, not not to mention the murders. Yep. So he's up to, you know, 250 years or thereabouts. Yeah. So neither of them are going to do anywhere near that. And and we haven't done our movement to try to get that two years taken up to 25. Yeah. Yes, I did. put
0: my hand up to say that in trial by one world, time works differently. So they could live
2: <laughs> does yes. it is there just one one little section of it where it does yes.
0: and that means that <laughs> they could live forever so you uh, so don't feel don't feel I've restricted like by their actual you know age. mortality we can deal with this yeah in trial by one well,
2: well yeah no well i was i was literally just gonna go well they can both have a life sentence but it's, it's really about what how that life sentence looks uh-huh. so yeah. i think at um at those sort of carnival type places there's often the sideshows mm-hmm. and you know you can have you've got to shoot someone and then if you or you shoot the target you get the teddy or yeah. whatever so I think they could both be the targets that get shot multiple times a day with real bullets yeah you get not with an air gun
0: with real bullets well
2: no no I don't want it to be I don't want it to be real bullets that actually just kill them. them. It's just got to hurt so them. Rubber bullets. Rubber yeah, bullets. Yeah, yeah. So the paintball. Yeah. yeah, rubber bu- Paint. What's that paint paintball ball yeah, thing? Yeah. That could do it. Pellets. Um, you could get um, that thing where you have to hit the target and they fall into an ice bar. <laughs> yep. But it wouldn't always have to be an ice bath. It could be, you know, like a weak hydrochloric acid solution or, I don't know, something like that. Just a weak hydrochloric acid. That that would work. Uh, Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think, like, if you went into the Dodgem cars, you could just, like, you know how you see those things of people buried in the sand up to their heads? Yes. (laughs) You could just have them somehow with only their head above and they just get banged into by the Dodgem cars. All day. Like that would be really, really annoying, I think. So I think yeah, that, that sort of thing for me would be quite good. And then if it was only twenty-five years of that, well, they wouldn't last that long anyway. But I would want them to last for twenty-four years and three hundred and sixty-four days, mm-hmm. roughly, mm-hmm. so that they get maximum punishment,
0: punishment yep. for that twenty-five yep. years. Fair enough.
2: Hmm.
0: Do you want to hear my sentence? Oh, Carla, did Ooh, you yes, want to sentence David Fuller oh, yes, before I, do. I go there? <laughs> David Fuller, family man, father of three, uh, I think. Oh no, married three times, three wives. Was he? Oh, late, most uh, lately married to a woman who worked r- at the hospital as well.
2: Rascal retiree. Oh snow yeah, dropper.
0: such a rascal. The retired snowdropper. dropper. <laughs> well, didn't didn't that, yes. didn't that escalate
3: quickly? Mm.
1: Um, <laughs> I don't know. Again, I I find that really sad in a different way mm. and I mean obviously the that's fact awful. that he'd murdered such young girls but the fact that he had been sort of like a prolific career mm. as a electrician <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah at the mm. what was it the hospital morgue two I just hospitals, two different he certainly Horses. shocked a two lot of hospitals people that, oh yeah I just he's just sick that's just oof. yeah um I just think he, well, you know, I just sent him to jail for the rest of his life, but he, I just, what worries me with a lot of these people is just having contact with other humans again, yeah, really, yeah. and the risk that they put other people at when yeah. they just, their, their sense of morality is, So wrong. I don't know, it doesn't, doesn't register with how we operate as a community or yeah. I don't think he's showing
2: you really rehabilitate someone. Yeah,
0: David Fuller's shown no remorses for us, I can tell. Um the Golden yeah. State killer said, Yeah, no, I did all those terrible things. I heard voices in my head. I think he said it was Jerry, someone called Jerry in his head. Um and then it stopped.
2: Uh, yeah, Jerry I used to work with a black named Jerry. He wouldn't say that. <laughs>
0: um he, yeah, anyway, he said at some I'm not point going for that at, at all. some point that stopped around eighty six. His, ex- his reason, not excuse, his his rationale was that the voices in his head or whatever this demon was that was uh, yeah. driving him went away when he was in 1986 and that's why he was able to go on and be normal. Well, normal enough to not murder. For a time. Murder- no, no, for 31 years until he got oh, that caught. that was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah he yeah, never yeah. did anything yeah. again. Um, but, yeah, so uh, anyway, sorry. I was just adding more. But, more you know, if that that's where you find it, it's sort of,
1: if somebody had this moment where they had clarity that they had been, do you know, what I, mean? I, I actually probably nobody would. But if you're an ex person, wouldn't you? Probably wouldn't. But wouldn't the right thing to be say, "I've done this and come clean"? No, you just wait to get think you'll never get caught. Yeah, I think so. He I, I'm that. living with that would probably be pretty awful. right?
2: Because the the voices told him not to come clean.
1: Yes, yes, and that's the problem with a lot of these people. A lot of these people are not stupid. A lot of these people don't ha- have to be no. incredibly conniving to get away with what they've done. I mean the guy in the morgue, I mean really, oh, yeah. the sheer amount of organization and knowing where other people's were, their movements. Otherwise somebody at some point would have noticed that. Somebody would have had to have seen something at some point.
0: Also but serious y- balls. To cover that. Stuff is to clear. Serious oh, God, balls yeah. to do that. You know, like yeah. Oh, don't mind me. Well,
2: then serious <laughs> nut punches. Serious nut
0: punches. He needs punch. a
2: serious fist for those serious balls. Mm. All
0: right. <laughs> so you're both just putting them away and stuff. So I'll tell you what I'm going to do. What are you do?
2: And <laughs> Stuff. <laughs> tell us.
0: I'm going to do a Certificate 3 in Shamanism. Oh. And I might follow that up <laughs> with the Diploma of Shamanism because there are some electives in that that wow. I'm interested in. And so when I complete those electives, they'll be things around astro, what do you call it? Um,
2: Astral projection. Thank
0: you. Astral projection oh. through time and space. That's
2: when Jesus, you leave your body. Well done. I didn't see that yeah. coming at all. Thank old. you.
0: Thank you, Stuart. Astral projection through time and space. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to project myself back to a period of time where – Both the Golden State Killer and David Fuller are beginning to show signs of veering from the path of righteousness. So that could be the snow...
2: Not just snow dropping. I was just going to say, no, no, no,
0: because that's my point earlier. Snow dropping (laughs) is the beginning of veering from the path of righteousness because it escalates. It can can become, it seems harmless, can be very serious. Listen
2: to You're sounding very preachy now when you say. I know. I just, I just came up with it.
0: I thought it was funny. Anyway, so I'm going, <laughs> I'm going back to then, and what I'm going to do is I'm going to uh, use my shamanistic powers that I've newly gained from my excellent qualification, and I am going to uh, basically suck the life force from both of these people. I'm not going to kill them, but I'm just going to give them the equivalent of chronic fatigue. So they're so tired they can't get out of bed. Right. They can't rape <laughs> anyone. They can't <laughs> kill anyone. They can't hurt anyone. They're just gonna stay in bed. They just him. got me, isn't that what we used to yep. call it in the day? They've just got me for yeah. forever. And then I'm gonna <laughs> take, fatigue. but I'm gonna take that life force, and I'm yes. going to funnel it into the lives of every single victim of both of those monsters, oh including. God. The families nice. of the dead who were defiled, anyone who was negatively impacted I'm going to take their life force and I'm going to farm it out to those people so that they live long, happy, joyous, trauma-free lives because that's what those two fuckers robbed them of. And that mm. is my sentence. Drop mic. Nice. Well yeah. Done. That is. It's
1: a little heavy if you
2: <laughs> don't really say it. I, I yeah, I'm wondering if um, if the voices of the um, Golden State killer Jerry. would tell him to get out of bed if he had chronic fatigue. Syndrome, get up, Jerry. Or Jerry. if they would just say no. Jerry
0: would say, Get up, get up, you bastard. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Jerry, get up, you lazy Shut up, fucker. No, Jerry, I'm too yeah, yeah.
0: tired. I can't. That's, That's the point. Yeah, yeah, it was a bit because yeah,
2: because because Jerry, if Jerry tells him to kill someone, he'll do it. But if you get if Jerry says get out of bed, oh mate, I can't do that. That's way too hard. Too tired. Um, Stop with the voices in your head, excuse.
0: (laughs) Well, that's what the uh, that's what the police said about the voices in the head. But you know, some psychologists would say that you can grow out of those sorts of things. It's it's feasible. I'm not one of those. As in, I'm not a psychologist, so I can't call it either way. What I will say, did you Carla? do that module on Law and Order? No, no, I didn't. What I will say, Carl, the Law and, is- <laughs> and Order
1: Institute—that's where I stand. <laughs> do you <laughs> have? Did you have Marushka
0: Hagate? <laughs> yeah, Yes, she's my senior. She's my. She's
1: my, uh, what's she's she's my
0: advisor. Doctor.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, Doctor Uh I had a different sentence when I first wrote this which is be much more up the trial by wine alley. And then I I had to give it a lot of thought. But I was going to originally sentence them to trial by wine world. They're going to go to, uh, what did I call it, peasant world. And um, they're going to be, you know, perpetually cooked up and made into Leonardo, what was her name, Chinchillo, Chuchiano, whatever her name was, Uh, lady from last week. Soap. And we're going to make her into soap every day. candle maker, soap maker. Tea cakes and and soap for them. Um, but then I thought the whole the whole the whole kind of groundhog day of torture seemed a bit passe. So I wanted our I wanted yeah, the yeah. victims to not be victims. I wanted on this occasion yeah. to provide them the opportunity to be everything that they um should have been.
1: Yeah. I think you've done I think you've done them justice nice. because I think sometimes when we and I've had this instance a few times when we look into these stories, there are a couple that I haven't Brought to the table mm. because I I found them really difficult just sort of reconcile with bringing to the table and having yes. a bit of a laugh about and this is one of them where it's like yeah it's so horrendous what they've done so I actually really think your sentencing is fitting because you know these. So many people have been affected, yeah. as you say, not just the victims, but their but families, the and then the work, people after they've died. Oh god! Yeah, yeah. but even the people who worked in the
0: hospital, exactly. People yeah. who worked in the hospital. Everybody. To Paul's point, Ugh. the poor bastard who has to ring people up and go, mm, "Got some totally. bad news," you know, all of yeah. that. Um, yeah. Just so many lives. So yeah, I know it wasn't our standard kind of, you know, piss ourselves because both cases were quite dark. But I also thought the whole DNA was thing was just fascinating. Oh, it's the ethical yeah, thing was really interesting.
3: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and
0: I just couldn't get my mind off them, off that case, and off this familial DNA thing. So I appreciate I you both. Excellent. Appreciate you both being along for the ride. And uh, yes. lucky we had that early lad Bible joke, or otherwise. Oh, thank God for lad Bible.
1: <laughs> it might be my go. Um, it might be my. It might be my go-to <laughs> gag,
0: but you know, Swanny's <laughs> yeah. trotting out lad Bible again. I think you'll be surprised. Sorry. I think you'll. I think you'll find <laughs> that we laughed at quite a few things today. Yeah. Not sure about that sexploitation. Sexploitation. I don't even know what that means. I'm going to go look it up. Anyway, so thank you guys. Uh, I hope you enjoyed today's show, as in my stuff and things.
2: Great job, brother. Well done, Smithy. It's great. And I
0: absolutely miss you already. Oh, All right. Ciao. Oh. Miss you more. <laughs> Thanks for time. Ta- Until next Bye. time. Ciao. Bye. Bye. Ta-ta. Ciao. Thanks for listening to Trial by Wine. You can contact us at trialbywine at gmail.com. Please rate, review, and subscribe to Trial by Wine on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. If you'd like to support us, you can become a patron at www.patreon.com, Trial by Wine, or visit our website, www.trialbywine.com, to donate to us. Your support will help us cover many more cases and apply wacky sentences. We really appreciate you listening and hope you tell everyone about us. Our cover art is by John Christo and music is by Beauchamp from pixabay.com. Mm-hmm.